See, just like that. We are professionals. We've been professional. <laughs> How long do you think you have to be doing something to be considered a professional? The amount of time we've been doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we started podcasting in 2015. Uh, yes. So we are uh, this summer will be nine years old. Does that sound right? Yes, because Colt, Colt will be nine this year. I'll, oh, my God. Oh, my God. A great way to think of it is we'll be 39 this year. We started when we were 30. I'll be 39 in, in nine days. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's the SMIC Super Show. And now, new, same minty taste, Cole Roberts and Mike Anderson. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the SNIC Super Show. I'm one of your co-hosts, Cole Roberts. I'm your other co-host, Mike Anderson. And Happy New Year, everybody. Happy 2024. We have finally made it. Obviously, uh, when you're hearing this episode, and even when we're recording it, we are we are already into the thick of January. The thick, mm-hmm. thick. You know what I'm saying? The thicky thick. Yeah, I mean, thicker than a in snicker. places, thicker than a snicker. Ooh, I mm, <laughs> love Snickers. Uh, <laughs> it's snowing places. Uh, it's cold. It's rainy. Even it's just it's winter. It's uh, it's it's here, and I don't know who's excited about it. <laughs> um <laughs> uh but yeah uh mike how how the heck are you how how is mike in 2024 uh i'm i mean i'm doing great i yeah I, you look great yeah well thank you you do too that 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 blue shirt matches the eyes oh <laughs> it's a it's a 90s charlotte hornets the, i love the, that the best uh nba logo i might argue i would agree big fan of the charlotte hornets logo at least in the 90s um yes and then you know what close contender really like the magic let's talk about that for a little bit yeah who would you who would you say are your favorite in 90s nba logos but also nfl that's really hard (laughs) um i mean charlotte hornets is definitely going to be a top tier logo um for sure um i always really liked uh how the, the the whole color scheme and everything of uh the suns back in the oh, 90s okay. yeah i always thought mm-hmm. that was a really like i love the uh the yellows oranges and purples like such a cool yep. such a cool mix um and i really liked the magic uh orlando magic in the 90s as well obviously mm-hmm. you know had a lot of big names back then like Shaq, who played for the magic mm-hmm. and i always loved seeing you know everything Shaq related in orlando magic um football Man, that's tough because <laughs> my team didn't exist. Here, here, here's something I'm kind of plugged with. Um, my diehard teams, like, like I, I was a big Oklahoma City Thunder fan back in the day. I have not kept up with basketball for the last ten years, but <laughs> OKC has one of the worst logos in the business. Um, and and sure. I don't like the color schemes. Like, as far as like what I like to wear on a daily, I'm a kind of like a earth tony kind of guy like i like a lot of greens and you know black even and uh you know just like that's kind of my vibe right 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I hated wearing Oklahoma City Thunder gear, even though I loved <laughs> the team. I'm like, I just can't stand. I feel that way with the Titans to some degree. Like, I, it's just a lot of different colors of blue, like a lot of light yeah. blues and I and, and red. Like, I don't look good in those colors. Um, <laughs> but I'm such a diehard fan. I still buy the stuff. I still wear it. Um, but it's not my favorite logo. Um, mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> like, it's right. just it's it's just fine. <laughs> Uh, love the team more than anything, but, uh, I've always dug, uh, the Browns. (laughs) Yeah. I, I because I, you know, again, orange, I'm an orange guy. Like I like orange and brown. Um, the color seems great, but if you notice, they don't use it on any of their, um, like uniforms, but Mm -hmm. they've got like this, like fighting elf character. Mm-hmm. that i think is really cool you'll see him sometimes painted on the field or painted you know like he'll he'll show up on like some merchandise but he's not like a like he's not like a thing yeah. that you see while right now yeah look at look him up he's cool um and then even though i do not like the dolphins as a team <laughs> cannot stand the dolphins uh yeah. i i definitely dig uh dig their color scheme and and even though that's another thing i could not wear could Uh not wear it uh but my favorite color scheme and logo and everything of all time is the oakland days um that's why i wear ace hat almost exclusively Mm -hmm. um second runner up with baseball would be orioles uh, you know yeah that's just how do you keep that hat so clean i feel like you wear it a lot i buy a new one every year (laughs) do you yes like i don't know if you can see my this thing is new look how dingy that thing is oh my gosh i mean i got it i can't i think i got it at my birthday maybe yeah so i have i have an ace hat for working out in Mm -hmm. i have an ace hat for doing yard work and woodworking in Mm -hmm. and then i have an ace hat that i wear on the regular out and about which is what i'm wearing right now wow and that's how i keep them yeah that's how i keep (laughs) them keep them looking the way they look so Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I, what about I you? Comple- well, I completely agree with you on the Dolphins. I don't have like a a, a love for any, any of these teams based off their playing merit, but just based off logos. I'll start with NBA. Um, definitely Charlotte Hornets. And then I really have a strong love for Chicago Bulls logo. I've always loved the Bulls. Uh, their, the Bulls. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, I mean that's course, just so you know- iconic. Yeah, and especially you know the '90s and what that team made it. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's such a cool, it's such a coolie, like coolie, it's such a cool, coolie, nicely drawn logo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So those are so, but also I'm like on this huge teal, white, and purple kick um, right now. Like I love anything with that color combo, um, specifically teal. Oh, or turquoise um yeah but um so uh it's that that's native why... american like right blood. it's like ooh, turquoise <laughs> like my granny oh my god my granny loved her some turquoise she wore turquoise jewelry like yeah. every day just decked out in it <laughs> it's like my color scheme for my office right now like even though my walls are kind of a, a, a more greenish I've, I've tried to buy like teal things like accessories like i have a teal uh mouse pad down here i've got teal led lights that i've put up around my desk um 
yeah, it's a lot of teal in here. But uh, anyway, wow. <laughs> um, for in for NFL, and the reason why I asked this was um, because I was watching an episode of uh, Home Improvement the other day, and Mark, the youngest kid, was doing his older brother's chores for money i think uh they were paying him to do their chores but he was bringing down their waste paper basket and it was one of those 90s metal yes waste like nfl waste paper baskets and it was for the dallas cowboys and i was like i want that, <laughs> I want wow. that so bad wait um, he had a dallas cowboys, dallas one, on cowboys home improvement? one yeah yeah it was really strange because they're, they're detroit fans on that detroit show. maybe it was because they're the same color scheme aren't they kind detroit of lines like, are pretty yeah there's close. there's some blue and gray uh, I'm gonna have different. to watch it again. Yeah, it could have been, it been the old was... school Lions, but I mean, I I had friends who had that same trash can, and it was a Dallas Cowboys trash can for sure. And I like I went online, and I mean, because I was like instantly, I was like, I need that. Um, and but I really started thinking like, which NFL team would I get? Because it would be totally dependent on the logo and the and the color scheme. Yeah. Um, and I looked at Miami Dolphins. I also looked at Green Bay Packers. Uh, and Denver I do Broncos. love the Packers colors. I mean, it's basically the yeah. A's, but with the G instead of an A. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but those would be my top three: um, Broncos, Packers, and uh, Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I like the Bengals too. I mean, Bengals yeah. really cool. I mean, again, it's it's I'm easy to please. Orange and black can't go wrong. I have to buzz these out since we're talking about it. <laughs> like, look at, I got these, these 90s ah, NFL the pencils. pencils. Oh my gosh. What buried treasures. Yeah. Dude. My mom found these at her school and she oh, gave no them way. to me. So like this one, Jacksonville Jaguars, that's a great color scheme. Yeah. I hate that team so much though. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got Kansas City Chiefs, the Colts. Colt would like that one. Yeah. Do you um, have an Oilers? Because that was the Titans before they became the Titans. Oh, let me look. I've got Patriots, Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, Denver Broncos, another Bills, Jets, Steelers. Oh, I do. Houston Oilers. Oh, heck yeah. There it is. Yeah, there you go. Oh, man. Yeah. So I don't know if you notice, um, but a lot of the teams this year, not a lot of them, but a handful, uh, resurrected some throwback jerseys in, oh, in really? some of their games yeah um oh. so like it was uh the eagles philadelphia eagles had throwback jerseys uh the bucks buccaneers had their throwbacks um the titans did throwbacks of course the titans are our newish team they they were established in 98 99 mm-hmm. uh they were in houston as the oilers but then were bought and moved to tennessee became the titans mm. So their throwbacks were Oilers jerseys, oh, which awesome. is super disrespectful to Houston because Houston <laughs> has a football team now. They're right. called the Texans. But that fan base were at one point Oilers fans, right? Uh-huh. And so we played one of our games this year against Houston Ooh. in the Oilers jerseys, which jokes on us. They beat us twice this year. They swept us in our conference, which is just embarrassing. But man, we had the sickest throwback jerseys in the yeah. league. I mean, just oh. gorgeous. Like great looking powder blue, which I'm not always a fan of, but like I really dig it with white and red. Like yeah. it would it would like I prefer that color scheme over the Titans color scheme, which is mm-hmm. just kind of dark blue, red, a little bit of 
like medium blue it's just not it's just it feels cold to me i'm a warm like i like the warm feeling stuff um yeah it just looks like winter to me and i don't love that but uh yeah our throwback <laughs> jerseys were super sick and i think second best i really like the eagles throwbacks because they were like a kelly green i mean just the sexiest looking green i've ever seen like oh. so cool uh, and then the Buccaneers, I think, had the third best, which they went back to the pirate logo of the guy with the sword in his mouth and the uh, the Captain Jack Sparrow hat looking thing. <laughs> I know that the Broncos logo has not changed dramatically over the I years. I think but they did, did they throwback do? jerseys this year. I think they yeah. did. I want to say they did. That's what I was curious. Yeah, about. not every team did, but the ones that did, man, they were fun to see. Bless really them. fun did you play football when you were uh growing up i did yeah all through high school was it like your so it was just your school um yeah i played was for the, the mascot school. okay yeah we were the ridge runners okay so i played one season <laughs> of football um it was not associated with school um but we were called the red raiders <clears throat> oh cool and I don't know if you've ever seen their logo before, but it's essentially, it kind of looks like Zorro. Like it's got a guy on horseback. He's got a, he's got this like black cowboy hat and a, like a mask, um, over his, over his mouth. I kinda always like thought he looked outlaw? like, yeah, but he That's has cool. this big red and black cape that flies behind him. Ooh. And so like, I've all, I always associated him with, uh, I always thought he looked like Zorro, at least the version that we had on our, uh, helmets. Um, Man, I'm not awesome. seeing, yeah, I'm not seeing one that looks like our, our logo, but, um, there's a couple that kind of resemble it. That's cool. See our, our team or our school, we are we are the Ridge Runners and, uh, we're the only mascot by that name in the entire, as, 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 at least as far as I know, um, the, the only, only place in it that exists that has us. And what it is, is, um, it's basically uh, a ridge runner was somebody who what what you would call someone who was smuggling uh, moonshine between the Arkansas and Oklahoma borders. Uh-huh. And of course, that wasn't going to make a great looking mascot. But the name, right. you know, running the ridge, the name uh, we used, and then the mascot was basically a mixture of like a road runner mm-hmm. and uh, a cardinal put together. And back in the yeah. 70s, when my dad was in school, they actually used like the Roadrunner like, right. uh, as the logo. And then it evolved to be more of like a, an original take on it, uh, became like a red bird. And then it fully became what it is now, which is this carnal looking bird with these. Mm. It, it's neat. It's it's a really fun logo. I've kind of always wanted it tattooed <laughs> because it's so unique and so cool looking. Yeah. Uh, and because, you know, obviously... That's where I went to school as a kid, all 12 grades. But then, you know, my mom and dad being teachers as well. It would be kind of a cool homage. But um, I think I'm done getting tattoos. (laughs) (laughs) I just looked it up. I I can see the the cardinal looking one. of It says Grove High School. Yeah. It's real cool looking. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. But yeah, I, I, I played football for four years. No, no, no. I played in middle school too. Wow. You're a little football pro yeah i played seventh and eighth grade and then all of high school so i played i played for six years what position did you play 
It varied because I went through different stages as a young man. (laughs) (laughs) There was one time where I was pretty skinny and fast. And then there were other times where I was like bulked up pretty good and and, and Mm -hmm. was more of a muscle than a fast guy. Um, But yeah, like starting out young, like I played um, wide receiver. um, But then I wasn't that fast after a while. Um, Always played on special teams, which I always thought was so lame. I always thought, who wants to play on kickoff or punt return? Mm. But being like knowing how serious those positions are, like when it comes to football, everyone's like the quarterback. (laughs) Granted, it is the most important position on the team. Um, But it's not like, like important as in like, that's all you need because if you don't have someone to block for your quarterback or you don't have someone that quarterback can throw to, then it's pretty useless. But people build their teams around quarterbacks. Right. And, you know, when you're a kid and it's time to play touch football or grab ass or whatever it is you're playing, you're like, oh, I want to be quarterback. You know, no one's like, I want to be the safety that stands in the back of the field and waits for someone to come to me so I can take them out. You know, like, right. Um, you know, there's just like less quote unquote glory, glorious positions, but really as much football as I've watched in the last like six years, I'm like, every position is important. Like you have to, <laughs> you have to have it locked down. So yeah. I did a lot of special teams played on uh kickoff, kick return, punt return. And then um, I did play safety a couple of years in high school, but mm-hmm. um, that was a, that was a hard position to play. Yeah. I can't remember what I was. I, I remember a uh, cornerback is that yeah. a thing? Yeah, okay. of course. I think I was the cornerback or fullback. Those I are also that's also back. a position. I was, yeah, I, I know. I, I know. I had back in the name, and it was not quarterback, and it was not the quarter one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. not throwing the ball. <laughs> I right. did play a little tight end sometimes too, and that was fun because that that was better for me because um, it was still a catching position. But um, your route running was much closer. You weren't a deep threat. That was mm-hmm. your wide receiver. So, you know, Travis Kelsey, right? Mm-hmm. You've heard that name. Everyone's heard that name now. Um, thanks to Miss Taylor Swift. Not the fact that he's won two Super Bowls and has, you know, uh, um, been a all pro multiple years in a row. Um, but the fact that he's dating, you know, uh, the world's most famous singer. Uh, he's a tight end <laughs> and he's a badass. Right. Um, but he doesn't run those deep threat routes he's you know close yeah and when he gets the ball he can make a good run for it i don't know what any of them do i didn't even know what i was supposed to do (laughs) (laughs) you know what is really frustrating and and i say this as like humbly as possible i was horrible like (laughs) and and it wasn't due to lack of talent or physical ability i mean you are limited you know it's the same reason why i can't play basketball I'm very limited. <laughs> I, I am very short. You know, I'm not quick. You know, I, I'm genetically not fit for basketball. Um, mm-hmm. But football, you can train to a certain position, you know. And uh, the problem I had was I came into it almost too late. Everyone I played with started playing in first or second grade uh, on the outside team. So you could play Little League. It just Little League was not associated with the school. But Mm -hmm. when you got to sixth grade or seventh grade, sixth or seventh, that's when Mm -hmm. you could play for the school. And Mm -hmm. everyone on my team but me had at least five years under their belt. 
mm-hmm. and they loved it mm-hmm. and they watched football. Mm-hmm. I was not that guy. I was the nerdy art kid. The only reason <laughs> I played football was because my dad was a coach. Yeah. Um, and he played football. And I always mm-hmm. felt like there was this expectation that I need to do this too. Also, yeah. part of being in school, at least in my school, was you were required at some point to take a physical activity. Hmm. And to me, the only one I really felt like doing was football because I didn't like running track, even though I did a few years of that. Um mm-hmm because yeah, I, did, I did a spring sport. Um, and then, you know, there was weightlifting, you could play soccer, whatever. But like, I'm like, football, let me just stick with that. Maybe I'll get good at it. Mm-hmm. But like, I just wasn't interested. I never took an interest in it until my adult life, where I'm obviously not playing. I'm just consuming absurd right. amounts of it. Right. And that obsession, I went just like from, I'm only going to watch the Titans to where I literally watch every game now. I don't <laughs> care. If football's on, I'm watching it. Like, I'm I'm invested. I care about the sport as a whole. <laughs> like, yeah. Even yeah. college, I stepped it up this year, and I watched a lot of college football this year. Had no reason oh, wow. to. Did it. Because I'm like, I want to know who's going into the draft. Because we need, we've got high draft picks. I got to know who we need to be picking. So. If you if you were watching a Oklahoma game, who would you root for? OSU or OU? Always OU. That's my that's my family. <sighs> yeah, dude. That's I grew the, up like OU everything. <laughs> <laughs> exact well, opposite. That, we grew up everything OSU. But that's what it's like to grow up in Oklahoma. You're yeah. on one side. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like there, and you're not in the middle. Like you're you're diehard one or diehard the other. You know, that's just. That's just what it is. It's the first time we've ever been separated on anything. I don't like it. <laughs> well, let me also let me let me make you feel better. That's a, only if I had a gun to my head situation. The only uh-huh. college games I watched religiously this year was Tennessee. Mm. I, I've become a full Vols fan. Not like a big fan, but because it's Tennessee, I, we're orange. I love our color scheme, orange and white great mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i i liked watching tennessee this year and i'm like i can root for them because they're in my neck of the woods i don't right. i've never cared about ou it's just what my family you know and and all of them are still this way like if it's saturday in the fall i could talk to anyone in my family and they're watching the ou game yeah without I'm a ex- doubt exact same way like i've got a pistol pete decal on my car i've got a handful of OSU sweaters and t-shirts Dude, and, and here's the never thing never watched again. OSU <laughs> is the best branding oh I love it the Cowboys I love I, I'm a sucker for anything Cowboy Western love yeah. it I have Cowboy Western stuff all over my office like it's 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 an aesthetic I get behind Cowboy butts drive me nuts you heard it here first <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, orange and black. I mean, it's great. And Stillwater, I that was our stomping grounds in college. I would go to Stillwater just about you know at least once a month to go hang out with friends. You know, like I mm-hmm. love that is such a fun college town. Way more fun than you know stuck up dingy ass Norman. Um, <laughs> you know, I will yeah. say the can I like the campus at Norman better. It feels like you're in an episode of Coach. I love mm-hmm. that. It feels yeah. like you're at higher learning. Like, and right. I didn't. We did. We you and me. We did not go to higher learning college. Um, <laughs> we were the third choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> third choice. I don't even know if it was third choice. <laughs> well, it was my only choice. But you I think know. the third choice is going somewhere else and then then coming back and then coming back to Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Uh, real quick, funny story. Uh, in early, early college, um, actually, it might have been early because I think I might have been in uh, right before graphic design too. Did you go to um, UCO all four years? Yeah. Well, I went five years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> we. Uh, I. I didn't know this kid, but my mom has a had a friend who had a son who was around our age, and he went to OSU, and he was a. Um, he was part of the pep squad in a way. I don't know if he was a cheerleader, but he had a lot to do with the mascots. And he was trying, he was getting before the board of the, uh, the committee board and everything. He was trying to get them to an, approve a rebranding of Pistol Pete. Whoa. And, and back in the day, I was so hungry for like freelance work and like, oh, I get to work on something that... um. You know, he, our moms put us in contact with each other and he was like, I, I, I want your help drawing the new Pistol Pete because what he was ultimately trying to do was trying to create a new um, mascot costume where they wouldn't necessarily get rid of the old Pistol Pete. He'd be just be like a newer, younger Pistol Pete that had a new costume that could move around more, would have like one of those more foamy type heads yeah. instead of the plexiglass or whatever fiberglass the the current ones made out of and he was he just wanted a more mobile pistol pete and back in the day I, I i drew it for him i don't think it ever got approved but today that would go so 100 against my beliefs yeah as a designer <laughs> like i would have said no to that a thousand times if he had I asked do me not now. touch him do don't, don't touch, touch pete. him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is get your hands off my pete that would be I the swear. campaign <laughs> Like the, the person off who, my <laughs> whoever comes for the Brahms or Seven Eleven logo will have a mark on their head. Oh my uh, god! A bouncy death threats. <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'm already a little bummed that when you walk into a Brahms now, someone told the in-house graphic designer to only use two fonts instead of all of them. Uh, that was the charm. Like I loved you could go in and like see fifty signs and they all look completely yeah. different. <laughs> And like, they've gotten is this just an experiment with the computer like what's have, going on <laughs> have they gotten rid of all of like the black backing yeah i don't know i it's been, i've not I, seen them anywhere i haven't been, been since the summer um but i don't remember seeing the photos up i love those i so do too much. man taking a picture of your of your food on a black background just to me it doesn't say you didn't try it just says you really care about what you're selling if they did take those down and they exist somewhere i want them i want them oh my gosh them in my no house. i would be so hungry all the time like <laughs> it would be like it would be impossible to not just want burgers and ice cream if i had that kind of art <laughs> high caliber art it is hanging caliber. in my house <laughs> it's a brahms 1985 hanging in our living room <laughs> over the fireplace yeah <laughs> someone comes in and is like is that a cheeseburger and a mint chocolate chip shake like, yeah it's an original <laughs> it speaks to me <laughs> <laughs> it does speak to me that no dude that art speaks to me <laughs> I am moved <laughs> by this piece. I moved to the restaurant. <laughs> oh my god, that would be that would be amazing. I remember well, this is kind of a side note. It's kind of funny. Uh, I remember when I first moved to Nashville, I got my own place, 
in this little duplex and um i have any furniture i, I mean i had nothing and mm-hmm. uh it was like a process of like all right i'm gonna buy a bed first and you know stumble upon things as you could and i did a lot of shopping at garage almost every saturday brett and i were going to garage sales looking for furniture looking for mm-hmm. you know and i love um the the movie um christmas vacation right uh-huh and uh what's her name uh dreyfus what's her full name oh julia louis dreyfus yeah her and her husband in that movie the the rich snobby neighbors i i loved their house aesthetic like i'm like that is pure asshole 80s oh totally and i was like i was dead set of taking that in a mix of dj tanner's room from when she moved out of her and stephanie's joint room and she had her own room because it had a lot of blues and pink pastels and she had one of those like big like random like powder blue pots that had like the the grass wheat grain looking thing sticking out. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm doing my apartment or my duplex all eighties. Like I, and I worked pretty hard and got, I, I was doing all right. Like it wasn't yeah. like totally there. I mean, again, I had the, where are you going to find stuff like that? Right. And right. Th- like, again, go in the garage sales and salvation army, goodwill. And I got clothes, but dude, <laughs> <coughs> I'm I'm just like I'm glad now I'm like I'm I'm glad I'm off that because like I oh. I I as fun as it would be and as cool as it was I'm like I I'm very much more akin to you know more modernized minimalist way of decorating and things now where I'm like okay I'm I I I, I can I can live like this now I, I don't think I could go back to that that it is so funny you say that because that is one thousand percent my vibe right now like <laughs> I. If I could decorate our house in what you've appropriately dubbed asshole, <laughs> asshole chic or asshole 80s. 80s asshole. That's, ex- <laughs> that's exactly how I would have our house right now. Like I follow so many Instagram uh, accounts right now that uh, showcase like 80s um, interior design. But like I, I and so like the only place in my house that I can do this would be my office because it's the only place that I have complete 100 percent free reign over the decoration. So I'm yeah. real conflicted because I really, when I set out to decorate my office, I wanted it to look like, you know, the nineties dad office where yeah. it's like, you got the green walls, <clears throat> you got your, um, your executive desk, you got yeah. bookcases, you got, you know, your lamps, your office lamps and everything. And, and like, I might have some like decorations with, of toys and like artwork that I like on the walls that you wouldn't necessarily see back then. But, um, for the most part, I wanted it to be like a '90s dad office, but then I started really getting into the asshole '80s look, and I'm like, "This is what I would want my whole house to look like," <laughs> and like those. But there's also another one that I think they called um, uh, like resort chic or something, where there's a lot of wicker, wicker yeah. stuff wicker uh furniture and then like just palm trees everywhere and like (laughs) real pastel fabrics everywhere it it was just like lawn furniture inside i'm just like that i love that too like i need a a resort sheet room i need an 80s asshole room i need my dad office oh my gosh (laughs) i just i love all of that yeah it would be i mean i granted i would love to make that 
Like, I would love to, like, take a house or a room and totally, like, spend my time and efforts, like, really going to the max. But I don't think I could live in it. Like, it would just be like, this was a fun project, but I'm out. (laughs) This was fun. Now I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Now it just feels like this is the ugliest thing in the world. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. Well, with the with the new year coming up, Mike, um, there's always a conversation that is had, and that is, uh, you know, what you gonna do this year? How you gonna be better? What you, <laughs> you know, because you were such a disaster of a human being last year, <laughs> and you accomplished nothing, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because like we definitely live in a world today where like I will see more anti new year's resolution posts and 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 dialogue than i would seeing like you know how it used to be like what's your resolution what are you gonna do yada yada you know now it's like it's okay if you don't know who the hell you are it's just gonna take some time it's like (laughs) but in a way it's like you're damn right it's okay but at the same time it's almost just like when you read you're like oh okay i don't have to think about anything (laughs) yeah you want me to give up now how about that (laughs) Yeah. I don't start <laughs> <laughs> like just give me a reason to be unambitious yeah thank you you know I mean there's gotta there's gotta be a healthy balance right like I don't, right. I don't need you to be the drill sergeant in my face telling me like get your life together brother you know I don't need that but yeah. I also don't need something to be like hey if you don't do anything this year it's fine just take some time like no right. that's not gonna work either <laughs> I've been doing that for the past six years <laughs> yeah, like, no <laughs> no joke I like we just i'm going to be 39 next week and i'm still at this point where i'm like okay it would be ludicrous to hear sit here and say i've accomplished nothing right but you've had two kids yeah i've got two kids that's something um but i will say you know it is it is sometimes you reflect and you're like have i done enough am i really do like you and i have had this conversation a lot of like are we really adults like you know it's like are we really like we're almost 40 like shouldn't we be wearing a suit or something or like you know i don't i don't know you know i mean like my my what we saw as adults when we were kids is way different Mm -hmm. than what we see adults now right and i think that's okay i think that's supposed to happen like i would even dare to say our parents saw adults differently than what they ended up becoming when they were adults. Right. Well, adults to me now are like 25. I, I I miss the boat on adulthood. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to circle back around. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Like, um, I mean, I don't want to get on that conversation per se, (laughs) but I do want to get on the, what you thinking about this new year? What, you know, what, what, what are you doing? New year, new me. What's up? 1000% 1000% and I know this is like one of the most cliche things it's just being better to myself <laughs> yeah no no um, that's good yeah we've both you know we started going to the gym I've I've been going consistently for about a month and a half now actually really it's about a month I started going on December 11th that was my first day and we're coming up on the 11th here um, this week so it'll be officially one month that I've been going to the gym and I feel great about it. I've been, I'm not where I want to be, but then I have to remind myself it's only been a month. 
I can't yeah. expect to just walk in there and be amazing at everything. No, um, I'm trying to get better at consistency and figuring out just what the hell I'm doing when I'm there. Yeah. Um, because I, I'm not, I'm not a novice to the gym. I've gone to the gym my entire life off and on. Um, so, I mean, I've, I've worked out before I've, I know basically what I'm doing. I'm just trying to find like the best, most efficient routine for myself where I can maximize my efforts and really feel like I'm putting in the right kind of work. You know, I'm yeah, not just, you're, go, you're I'm, going with intention, not necessarily to right. go just to go and hope something good right. happens. Right. I'm not just walking into the gym and saying, Oh, I went to the gym today. Yeah. I, I, I want, I want it to be worth it. Well, I mean, you could even, you know, you could even just like, I know for me, the first month that I was going, it was like, I'm gonna have to learn how to use some of this stuff. Because like, I, I grew up, you know, the gym I did as a kid playing football, it was all free weights. Mm-hmm. You know, I know how to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. But modern gyms now, there's not that much free weights. There's still portions where you can do free weights, but everything's a machine these days. So it is a lot Pretty of much. like, all right, I'm gonna have to learn how this thingamabob works you know and it's like oh that's a bench press i yeah i thought it was just a a bar and some weight you know <laughs> yeah we i have that too but you get what i'm saying right there's a small free weight section at the gym that i go to and i don't even bother mostly because there's a bunch of meatheads over there and i don't i'm not i don't feel confident oh to you're gonna be around. you're gonna be a meathead you'll get there <laughs> um but yeah so uh i stay with the the elderly women over on the, the, yeah, the machines um, but anyway, yeah, so working out, I've been enjoying that. Um, I've got a really big freelance project that I'm tr- hoping to wrap up within the next month or so. You've actually been helping me with it a lot as well, which has been awesome that we get to kind of collaborate together with mm-hmm. each other on it. Um, but like once that's done, I think I might be taking a break from freelance. And I feel like you've been my friend for several years now and i feel like i say that every year but you do literally every and year. i've never done it <laughs> <laughs> but i really do think i'm going to do it this year i think i'm finally at a place where freelance i just i don't think it's gonna be like my thing that i ever do full time um so i'll just kind of take things as they come maybe not actively look for them anymore but um yeah i don't know um I'm I'm really looking forward to not working a day job and then working a freelance job at night that takes six months to finish. Yeah. Um. So once that's done, I'm going to kind of take a break and work on my own personal projects. I really, 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 really want to do the first issue of my graphic novel this yeah. year. Um, uh, I don't know if we've ever discussed our graphic novel ideas on on the podcast or not, but like I no. have one, you have one. We've mm-hmm. kind of been talking about them in, in in our private talks, but you know, I I've had this story that I've kind of been developing in my brain since 2015, and when we when I started this, it was literally came from you and me talking about, hey, let's just do a quick, dirty, stupid comic book just to do one. Yeah, and. And I developed this idea and the more I started thinking about it, I was more I was like, oh, this actually has some legs to it. I could actually really develop a cool comic book out of this. And but it's just having three kids in the time and working full time. Yeah, it's it's taken me nine years to get to the point where I'm finally feel like I can formulate a coherent story out of it. 
Yeah. And, and which is great too, because I feel like in those nine years, my artwork has really improved and I've learned a lot doing these graphic novels with Scholastic. Oh yeah. um, About like layout and storytelling and just refining my art skills. So I really feel like if I do it now, it will be something special. Yeah. And so I really want to do just like a, a 24 page comic book, um, get that out by the end of the year and uh promote it and maybe sell it on like gumroad or etsy or something like that i don't want to do like a crowdfunding or anything like that right now but yeah um i don't know just i, I want to do something for me <laughs> yeah this year this year is about me <laughs> yeah you earned it bro <laughs> i mean sis or what sister <laughs> so sister <laughs> i love um, it yeah what about you man it's it's funny because we we really are like the same person uh we just like different music (laughs) 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 um yeah dude i mean like i i started kind of like my my fitness journey last may and it was really just because i was getting a lot of bad reports from my doctor um Mm -hmm. you know i mean it just sucks it's kind of a part of the thing like you know you don't you don't really take good care of yourself you don't really eat right you don't really move and exercise but like I've battled a, a lot of mental health problems since like, well, really thing about going to therapy, you uh, unravel a bunch of stuff from the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I've realized the things I've been dealing with have been, you know, for 20 years plus. Um, mm-hmm. It's just when you get older and life gets more busy, stuff that you've kept bottled up or things that you've dealt with and were able to when you're younger, just get amplified like crazy when you're under stress and you're, um under uh life changes and for me um you know i my my biggest life changes were when um my daughter was born she's mm-hmm. uh she'll be seven in september so that's still a ways away she's still my little six-year-old um yeah. but when i had her i also left my job yeah. and started a business and those two things um within the first year were like really just like while they're great decisions and great things to do you know having a kid's great having a having a business is great or can be i still kind of out on if, if it's worth doing <laughs> <laughs> um uh but the the things the stress the anxiety for me I, I i was diagnosed with ocd in 2019 in like a severe case of it and i had to go to rigorous months of like every single week um of, of sessions uh and you know it's gotten less and less through the years so i've been going since 20 2019 yeah i left my job mm-hmm. in 2018 uh shit hit the fan 2019 um but one of the things i wasn't uh, putting into you know therapy is great if you have problems if you things you if you're struggling with um it's awesome it's really good to go to and it's it's really hard and it's really scary um you know the fr- I, I remember early on going to sessions i would come out sweating mm-hmm. just profusely dude i mean just i don't it, it's insane what your body can do when it's under stress like that yeah. But if you can take that and like realize it's like, okay, well, you're not eating right and you're not exercising. And apparently those are really good for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, it's been a game changer this year. So after, you know, after like five or four years of therapy and then last May implementing going to the gym and then now recently trying to just eat better. Like it is, it is like, it is insane. Like mm-hmm. I, 
my whole world is just different in my head um and i am really taking that seriously this year like with like sticking to the gym sticking with eating better yeah i love pizza and and, and all that crap i'm still gonna have it but like those in-between meals like being more intentional not just cramming a sandwich down my throat or you know whatever i mean like 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 eat some whole food some real stuff like some real good and then keep the exercise because the movement the blood flow you know the release of you know those 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 bottle (laughs) bodily (laughs) fluids endorphins the endorphins right like it's all incredibly uh rewarding yeah and and again like you know a lot of us are sitting at desk for work and man it's nice to get away from the desk and not be like a hunchback you know um Mm -hmm. It's it's been really good. So I'm on that journey 100%. Like I've got goals yeah. for that. Um, you know, uh it's kind of a side story. Uh, I was I was more fit in the summer than I was currently uh because like, you know, summer I it, I was like grilling a lot of chicken, eating out or you know, grilling out food, not a lot of eating out, working out, also mowing the lawn, all that physical labor. I was looking pretty good this summer. Not like where I want to be, but like right. it was good enough where i was confident to take off my shirt to go swimming in front of my family which is something i've right. never done ever <laughs> uh-huh. and it was such a cool thing to do because it was like everyone knew how hard i was working so even though mm-hmm. i wasn't at that where i wanted to be i i didn't feel embarrassed as much and right. um well they probably I, couldn't see you because of the blinding whiteness yeah because i was super it was yeah for sure <laughs> uh i mean i got a good farmer's stand. i do a lot of lawn mowing and you know that home depot work but um yeah. yeah but i mean it was just it was fun to swim with my kid for the first time ever and like yeah. i want more of that this summer like i want to yeah. i want to meet those goals i originally set out to get and i want to just have an awesome time and i'm not saying i'm not saying that you have to look a certain way to you know to, to, to go swimming or do whatever uh, but for me it's something i struggled with for a really long time to where i felt a lot of like real shame mm-hmm. and like real embarrassment to where i think if there's anything that is a problem in your life that you're you're dealing with and like yeah seek it out man figure that out and it doesn't doesn't matter how major it is like you know for me ocd super major i was petrified and terrified of so many things that it was disrupting my life Yep. Um, to a point to where I was literally had days where I would just be in bed, scared to leave. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. literally terrified, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do that when you're running a business and you have a a, 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 fan, a toddler to take care of, right? So, right. I mean, getting to the point to where, and I've done it all without medication and I'm not knocking medication, but like for mm-hmm. me, I was just like, I really want to figure this shit out. Like, I really want to work on this. Yeah. Um, but all that to say is no matter how minor or major your goal or your issue is, I mean, if it, if it's, if it's really something that weighs on you, then I, I think it's definitely worth trying to mm-hmm. figure out. You don't have to succeed. Yeah. You know, I, it wasn't guaranteed that I was going to succeed with therapy, but I have mm-hmm. been, I, mm-hmm. it's still not guaranteed. I'm ever going to get to that ideal body weight or physique, whatever that looks like. That's that's not owed to me, but I'm much more happier knowing I'm working towards it than I am not. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, because when you're sure. not, you just you feel even more hopeless. So yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, that's one thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, um, oh, you know, oh, you go, go ahead. 
Oh, I was just gonna. I was just gonna mention how you you and I both kind of mentioned or, or or said that this this like feeling that we have of like kind of you didn't say it in this so many words, but like always feeling like you're gonna die. Like kind of started like sure. around the tur- <laughs> you know turning thirty and having our kids for the first time. But I also think a, a major part of that goes into you go throughout your entire twenties, you can kind of live that lifestyle and be okay. Yeah. You can, you can, you can not do anything all day. You can eat those pizzas. You can eat the fast food. You can, and you're going to be okay, but nobody really tells you to stop doing that once yeah. you hit 30. And yeah. then if you just keep doing it, like you and or definitely me have kept doing, you really start to feel it by almost 40. And yeah. I'm just like, am I literally dying? Am I like, yeah. <laughs> my bo- is my body shutting down? And it's like, no, it's because I haven't drank water for the past four days, or I've had two pizzas last night, or I just ate McDonald's and it has the salt, salt count of my entire weekly's amount of, of salt. And I've right. not drank water all day, or I've just drank diet Pepsi's. And it's like, I'm just not taking care of myself. And once you start to change that, it's amazing how much better you feel. Yeah. And, and it also takes away a lot of that anxiety of like, Oh, it really is the stuff that I'm experiencing is because of what I'm doing to myself. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that because one thing that I discovered with my uh, personal doctor was that um, he said, there's a, there's a spectrum of people on the medical uh, diagram. And he said, there's people that, will notice is something wrong with them and never do anything about it until it's too late. There's people that are hypochondriacs that notice the smallest thing about them and assume they're dying. And then there's people in the middle and that's kind of where you want to be is somewhere in the middle. And he's like, he said that I am much more closer to the end of the spectrum where I'm not like full fledged hypochondriac, but I do like over analyze every little sensation that I feel in my body. And I'm just like, it's cancer. That's a tumor. I'm I'm like, and I just get so worked up and so scared about it. But it's like those sensations that I'm feeling are from the poor things that I'm doing to my body or not doing with my body. And he was like, you're you, and you develop an anxiety about it. And it's like, I had high blood pressure every time I would go to the to the doctor but he would then take it again in like 20 minutes and it would be much lower and he was like you're you have reactive high blood pressure meaning you are so nervous about having high blood pressure that it raises your high blood yeah for sure and um so like anytime i take my blood pressure reading i have to take it and then take a subsequent one like 20 minutes later after you know sitting down and chilling out for a while because i i even feel it my heart rate goes up just looking at a blood pressure machine and yeah because i just i'm like oh my god it's gonna be high i'm gonna have a heart attack i'm gonna have a stroke whatever and it's just that it's that anxiety that you've built up because of the poor health choices you've made yeah and so like that that's why i'm wanting to like do better this year is because i want to beat that that anxiety of you know feeling bad all the time yeah uh it's just because of the poor choices that i've been making yeah i mean it, it just it, it also just it also just feels really good to to move i mean even yeah. if you're just going for a walk like it's i mean i don't know man we can get so like 
I, and I know for me personally, I, I am someone who feels like every day is a lemon that I need to squeeze every drop <laughs> out of. And I don't know how to relax or rest. Yeah. I'm constantly feeling time. And if it's not with work, it's with chores, you know, it's with mm-hmm. trying to get ahead of the next day. So maybe next day will be easier, but it's not because I'm doing the same thing where it's just like right. I, I another one of my resolutions this year is just to find is, is to really go back to prioritizing um intentional rest mm-hmm. um which kills me because you know when, when when i started to do freelance i really thought it was going to be hey i'm gonna find jobs i like and i think mm-hmm. i would be good at i'll do them and then i get monies mm-hmm. you know <laughs> but we live in a world where it is content mania right yeah and it's not good enough to just like you really have to be at a certain echelon of like you have to be a certain pedigree of like artist or content maker whoever to where you can kind of just show up somewhere whether that's a phone call an email or you know a conference or wherever where you meet somebody they know who you are or they see your work and they're like decision made right Right. like it's like you um there are people i won't mention them by name because i don't know for sure but in my mind, I think they could just be like, I'm so-and-so, and then they just mm-hmm. get the work because right. they're that good. I am somebody who I still very much so feel like I'm constantly learning, constantly trying to get better. I am like the slightly poor man's version of what you could, of that person I just talked about, right? And so f- for me, I have to do more meeting, and I have to do mm-hmm. more emailing, and I have to do more marketing. And in this day and age, what is marketing? It's being a it's being a circus act is what it is. It's yeah. it used to be I could just post something on the internet, share my work, whether it was DeviantArt, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. But no, you gotta make videos and they have to be mm-hmm. creative and they have to be funny or they have to be informative. And it's just like you you, you add that to the work you have to do, and sometimes the work you have to do you can't do anything with that you can't you can't make content out of that or you can't share that in that moment or for some time so you just have to make something for just for the sake of sharing which is another project on your plate and then there's all the business stuff like yeah i have to you know go to these meetings or i have to respond to these emails or i have to bounce the books or you know the business license the taxes all that and it's just like it's one it's it's just you doing it and it's a freaking mm-hmm. madhouse, you know? And so yep. it's just like, for me, it's like I could easily fill every second of my day just running the business. But I also have a family. I have two kids. I have a wife. I have hobbies and interests and other things. Like, yeah, of course I watch football on Sunday. Usually doing mm-hmm. it with an iPad in my lap, you know? <laughs> Usually doing it while folding clothes or, you know, cooking dinner or meal prepping or whatever it is, you know? It's never just sitting with a can of beer or a Coke and just doing nothing but that, you know? Mm-hmm. And if it was, you better believe my phone's next to me. Like, so I'll yeah. give you a little, I'll give you a little insight of something I started. Um, I got this watch for Christmas. Oh, Apple watch. No, wait, it's a little Casio watch. Oh, okay. And I want to talk about it for a minute because for one, it's something I asked for. I really like it. Um, it is a watch watch. And I forgot how cool watches are. Like, mm-hmm. really, like they're really, really cool. Um, 
it's got a digital screen and you know so i got the time the date the day of the week and uh it's this nice stainless you know silver i think Uh you know maybe it's not i don't know it looks nice (laughs) it look it it, it's doing a couple of things for me mike for one uh for years and years and years i've been screaming i want an apple watch i want an apple watch and my my wife got me one a couple years ago and um i can i see it again while you're talking yeah i'll take it off and show you okay um Right there. Oh, okay. Yes, I've seen these before. Yeah, Ooh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I I really like it. I've really um, from an aesthetic standpoint, I I really enjoy looking at it. It feels nice. Mm-hmm. It actually makes me feel like when I put this on, I'm ready for the day. That's um, a bad watch. I, I, yeah, I would argue too that um, the Apple Watch is kind of like putting on the uh, the spandex leggings. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I'm ready to go out in public, I guess. But you're like, you're not like ready, ready, you know? Right. Like you put on this watch. It's like, hey, I could go to dinner. You know what yeah. I mean? Or I could go to a nice function of some sort. Now, do I? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm at home all the time. But when I put it on, I feel I feel like I'm, I have a little more value to myself. Like I feel like I'm trying. Like it feels like, yeah. hey, I... I, you know, I washed my face. I started a skim routine. I'm washing my face. I never really did that, but I'm Native American. I got a greasy ass face, dude. It's in my it's in my genes. Like all of us in our family, we're greasy people. We got to clean up, right? So <laughs> started doing a little <laughs> face routine, but I got this watch. It feels complete. It's nice. I like the design, the aesthetic. It makes me feel good. But it's also, what the thing I liked about the Apple Watch was, I want to, the idea was, I want to leave my phone in different rooms and if someone mm. had to get to me i could get a notification on this watch right and i realized the last two years i spent a lot of time being bothered because i had that watch on right. even though i didn't have to answer the phone or i didn't have to reply to a text i was still constantly being nudged and notified about something right maybe it's instagram maybe a package was delivered maybe someone was at the door you know maybe it was a text message maybe you know what i mean and mm-hmm. i didn't realize until i started wearing a real watch of how freeing it was to just not be notified all the time yeah and it's i broke awesome. my i accidentally broke my apple watch oh, a few man. months ago and it's been the most liberating thing dude I, um, i'm t- it's it's i wear it to the gym because i like to see the calories burned and the movement and the steps and all of that and it is yeah. nice to um if if brett had to text me um you know we've got a lot of family stuff going on right now that's uh with with her side that's kind of kind of troublesome so it's good to be like on call if if we need to go and do something or or help help with something so um you know i do do at the gym but during the day i'm like no i'm gonna real the wear the real watch because really all i need to know was the time Mm -hmm. but it also brings a sense of like hey i put on a nice watch i i I like myself. And that's something I've never been able to openly yeah. say, like, you know, cause I don't like, like myself. I'm not into myself like that, but <laughs> I've also shit on myself so much over the years where I'm just like, I'm never good enough. I'm not, I'm not this, I'm not that, you know, and a lot of stuff like your health and, 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 and all that kind of falls to the wayside. And it's like, Hey, I'm just gonna take a little more pride. I'm going to wear a watch and I'm mm-hmm. going to, you know, it's, it's, it does something. And I, it, it feels kind of magical in a way, and I'm kind of digging it. So, uh, 
but it's helping me be more intentional when I'm watching TV or when I'm hanging out with my family that I don't have something else buzzing and dinging and, and donging. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> like it's kind of nice to just not be overly pestered because the exact same notifications are also going off on the phone. It's like, I don't yeah. need double the, the, yeah. the stress. So that's, so that's why it takes you forever to respond to me. Sometimes it does, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no. Ever I since totally I become a father it. of two, I've gotten horrible at responding. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, no it's happening. <laughs> I totally get it. I, I'm even to the point where I will see somebody's text come through, and I will still not even look at it because <laughs> I'm Dude, just like, I, I reply right in my head. Yes. <laughs> And realize hours later, like, no, you have yep. to type something back. <laughs> You're yep. not going to know. Yeah. I've done that to Heather many of times. Um, <laughs> have you ever heard of this phenomenon? I don't even know how big of a term this is because I just saw it on Instagram, but it's called. Um, uh, oh, God, I just lost it. Uh, pro, uh, it's like procrastination sleep, uh, like oh, revenge press procrastination sleep. Um, no, and that's, a, that's it, a mouthful. Essentially what it is, is it's people that feel like they have no control over their personal daily life will stay up really late at night when they feel like they have more control over their personal time and are able to do things that they feel like they can't get done during the day. So like, oh, stay that's at home me in dads. the morning. Yeah, that's us. That's us. Like, yeah. uh, it, that was me over Christmas break when like I had the boys home and I could not do anything without being interrupted for every five minutes. And I wound up ever after everybody went to bed, I would wind up staying up until like midnight because it was the only time of day that I knew I could get stuff done for me. But I was punishing myself in the same same sense because I'm staying up till midnight. I'm not getting to go to bed when everybody else goes to bed. Yeah. And um, but I've always done that. Like, that's just kind of always been me. It's like I've. I never feel like I get enough done during the day. So I stay up really late at night trying to compensate for that. Yeah. And like last night, it really bit me in the ass because I went to bed at like 12 o'clock and then Caden woke up at um, 1245, did not go back to sleep until 230. Mm. And I was up with them the whole time. And it's just like, it sucks. And it's like, I did this to myself. I could have had a whole four or five hours of sleep before he woke up. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, actually not that nine, 10, 11, 12, three hours of sleep. If I had yeah. gone to bed when everybody else did. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, I want to be better about stuff like that. Like I don't need to be staying up till one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Working it, on, working on stuff. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, it'd be one thing like, and that's the difference. Like I could stay up late working easy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if it was like stay up late, like watching TV or, or doing something fun, I'd be out like a light. Like my, my yeah. body is so revolted towards relaxation and fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like, no, we're not going to do that. If you are yeah. not being uh, if you are not contributing to life in some way, shape or form, we're shutting it down. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I'm yeah. just instantly tired and knocked out. <laughs> There was a, a night recently where I just kind of had a break from this freelance job there. I really didn't have anything to do. And I, I was on the couch. It was like 1130 watching some YouTube. And like, I remember my head going down. And then the second I popped back up, 30 minutes had gone by. 
And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> like, oh I gosh. nodded <laughs> off for 30 minutes with a can of Diet Pepsi in my hand. Wow. And a, a slice of pizza in my other hand. Oh. <laughs> and so I'm like, that's when I had one of the wake up calls of like, I need to change. <laughs> it's like you can't live like this. I can't live like this. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Um I think the the only other thing outside of um the health and intentional rest and just intentional time is like I too want to do something for myself creatively. Um mm-hmm. I I let me say this. Um and and people who follow me online uh closely know but like I, I was really like had kind of the unthinkable happen for me. Um, kind of one of those insane um, dream come trues, but so much of a dream that you never, ever, ever once thought it would even be possible. Like that was just not even in the cards, period. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to me, I, I, I mean, I can explain this. But you're going to have to relate it to something else that you're incredibly passionate about to (laughs) even understand the excitement. But my favorite band of all time uh, is MXPX. They've been my favorite band since I was 11 or 12 years old. And when I say favorite, it's not that just I enjoyed their music, but like they started off when they were kids. They were like 16, 17 when they put out their first record. So they were always like in my eyes, like, like they weren't that old. Mm-hmm. And being a young kid, seeing these other, you know, slightly older kids get a record deal, play amazing punk rock music, tour the world, share the stage with some of the, you know, the coolest bands on the planet, had the tattoos, the piercings, the cool. I mean, they just ruled my world. Like, mm-hmm. it is the reason I am covered in tattoos. I'm not lying. Like, I was just so entrenched mm-hmm. in that culture, that punk rock culture. Um you know, skating, all that stuff where it was like, it, it was such, it, it, it created who I was. And <clears throat> I still have, I have stories for days of like ways I would try to get in contact with them or I draw pictures and mail them to them or I draw posters and send them, you know, have them hanging on my wall. And all that say is years and years later, I, I work for them now. Like I'm not like yeah. a staff member or like, you know, contractually obligated, but I, I am a team member. And I literally do everything graphic wise for them. And I have been for over the last year and some change. And it's mm-hmm. been the coolest and best job I've ever had. Um, but it is such a labor of love. Like um, yep. they're fully independent now. They're not tied to a label. So that gives us a lot of control, but it also gives us a lot of work. Um, but all I'd say is like, I, while I've been living my dream, make no mistake about it as a creative person, you're always going to want to scratch your own itch. It doesn't matter. I I can tell you this coming from the mountaintop. You would think (laughs) if it's working for Disney, if it's working for Apple, if it's working, doing a target, you know, what, I mean, whatever as a creative person, whatever you think the pinnacle is, I really think, you know, as a testament to who you are as a creative person, you are still going to want to do something creative for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, that's always been doing a comic or a graphic novel and specifically for a kid's demographic. Um, mm-hmm. My my childhood was spent uh, watching Nickelodeon, reading comic books. I want whatever I'm drawing to feel like Nickelodeon when I was a kid, the 90s, mm-hmm. the comics from the 90s, the the absurdness, the 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 the, the insanity, the, the the fun, the playfulness, all of that, like 
that is what I want to do. I've not gotten off that dream no matter what's come my way. And so it is yep. something I'm going to try to figure out how to do while doing everything I'm already doing. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's a challenge, man. It's a challenge like having, cause here's the, here's the hard part. When I had a day job and I worked as just a graphic designer and I was making shoe catalogs or making brochures or, you know, I, it was so easy to come home and draw because yeah. it was, it was a, it was a fire that had not been quenched, even though mm-hmm. I was doing something quote unquote creative during the day. And I'm not knocking what I did. I, I, in fact, I have more respect and more appreciation for what I did and who I worked for uh, now than I ever did. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. you just don't see those things in the moment. Um, you know, it takes years of being away and I have a very good relationship with my old employer and I still work for them, uh, off and on. Uh, and I enjoy it. Like I don't like back then I used to complain about it to myself, but now I'm like, I love this. Like (laughs) whatever, like let's do it. Yeah. But, um, it was so much easier to feel creative in the draw afterwards. And since I've been doing this full time, um, it's really hard to find more gas in the tank after you've been running all day. And so, you know, I, I I just have to get better and figure out a way of like, how can I still be creative after being creative all day? <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it's, an, it's the hardest thing I've ever had to figure out as a, as a freelancer, because I, I, I still like, again, I still have the itch. Like I still very much so desire being creative and doing my own thing. That's part of the punk rock spirit that I was gifted as a young child loving this band is like DIY it, man, do it yourself. If something doesn't exist, make it, you know, that is, that is the, that is the spirit of all of this. And it's just like, I still live and breathe by that. Uh, but it's just harder to act on, especially the more responsibilities you get, the older you get, the the ebbs and flows and seasons of life. Um, it's not, you're not always going to be on, but I'm, I'm really trying to figure out how does 2024, look like I can like how does it look like I can make this happen and yeah. I don't I don't have an answer for that I haven't figured it out yes yeah, that's what either. I'm working on <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm hoping that we can encourage each other because I, I really do feel like I feed off of your energy sometimes and I'm hoping that it's the same way for you like if we just kind of keep at each other about it and yeah show what each other are working on maybe that will kind of help keep our trains on the track sometimes yeah I think so. And I want to say this too. I want to give a, just a, a, another hats off to, um, uh, Mike Petrick, but he has been incredibly inspiring with this whole journey because, you know, he's, he's a family man. He's got kids. Um, you know, I know they're older than they used to be. That's how kids work. Um, (laughs) but like, (laughs) I think he has more autonomy now than he probably did in his younger fatherhood days. Um, so I know there's, again, that season of life, you know, um, kids are a little bit more independent. Things are a little more structured. He's probably got a little bit more. It's probably a bit easier to do what he's doing now, even though I don't think it's easy at all, but you get what I'm saying. Um, right. Seeing him do that, he works a day job. He does, I mean, I, I'm just incredibly inspired by him. And I and I love what he's doing work-wise like so i'm like man i see this stuff i read it i enjoy it and it just fuels my fire even more um and so yeah i mean um i just i I don't know i I get gassed and excited when i think about it like i just i'm like ready to go but i also have like tired old man brain sometimes where i'm like i just can't (laughs) do it i have the ideas i have the the willpower but the ability is just 
It's not quite there yet. And that's why I'm trying yeah. to I'm trying to get over that mental hurdle because I know it's just that. Yeah. It's just I, a I, mental hurdle. 100%. Because I, I, I noticed that even on days where I really don't have a lot to do, like I, I mentioned earlier that I'm kind of in a, a phase right now of this freelance job where I'm kind of waiting on approvals, waiting on things to happen. So I'm kind of in like a standstill phase to where like if I have a slow day at work and I'm working from home, the kids are at school and I'm not really working on freelance on paper. My day is like wide open. I should be able to do whatever I want. There's so many things around the house. There's so many personal projects I'd like to do, but I almost get this like mental like barricade of like, I can't do anything because I can't decide what to do. Yes. And my default is to just not do anything like yeah. go surf the internet for a few hours or go look at inspiration or watch a TV show or something. I rarely watch TV, but maybe like some YouTube channels or something like even just something as simple as cleaning my office. I'm like, I just can't make myself do it because I've been so busy and so stretched so thin on everything else that once I'm not, I, I just need to like not do anything to recover from that, you know? Yeah. I, I'm the same way, but, but I'll, I'll do something like worse where I'll just be like, I know I, if I was gifted the time right now to be creative, I'd be like, well, I, I need to clean the kitchen. Right. Or I, I need to get my laundry going, you know, or I need to yeah. get, you know, I need to clean. I need to do Bryce's laundry or, you know, I'll, I'll find all the household chores available and working mm -hmm. from home. My goodness. <laughs> there is always a freaking household chore to do. Like it, it yeah. is the, it is so hard. Like I, obviously I prefer it over an office, but if I wanted to be productive, I probably wouldn't work from home. <laughs> You would think being home all the time, your house would be in immaculate shape, but it's almost in worse shape. It's worse because than... you're eating every meal here. I eat breakfast, <laughs> lunch, and dinner here. Yeah. I am running the dishwasher multiple times a day, dude. Like, it's like, you know, and again, like you, you eat so much food during the day because you're home, you're not at an office or you're not, you know, you're grocery shopping more and that's more time. And it's just like, oh my gosh, like I had no idea how much more money and time I saved by not being home. Yeah. Like, but you know, at the same time, like when I was at a job, eight, nine hours a day, five days a week, and I'm paying the mortgage I have to pay. I'm like, well, what is this for? I'm paying for a place to sleep. Like that's it. <laughs> right. So at least I feel like I'm getting more use out of the investment. <laughs> that's true. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. I always hated that mindset of like, you're at work more than you're at home. Like yes. you technically are at home more than you're at work, but it's, you're sleeping for most of that time. Yeah. I know it's 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 absurd. I there's yeah. there's some pros and cons to everything, but um I, I definitely would lean more towards like working from home. Like it just yeah. And let's think about it. from a business standpoint, if you just let everybody work at home, now you're not having to pay all this overhead for heating and oh, air man. and building and and, you know. and to be perfectly honest, like all the little things that come along with going to an office, like your commute there, your commute home, your lunch hour, you're talking to people in the office. I get so much more work done when I stay home during the yeah. day than when I do actually have to go. I think the that's office. the worst part of how skewed my vision is because I'm like, I'm probably getting way more work done than I really think I am. But yeah. I, to my standard of like what I think I should be getting done is so mm -hmm. off. Like it's, it's not realistic. <laughs> yeah. Well, for collaboration, going into the office is 100% better because you can just pop over and talk to the person, yes. solve the problem in two minutes. Whereas like 
the other way you got to wade through emails and messengers and phone calls and oh stuff yeah it like could that. take but, an hour to resolve a simple problem that would take two minutes in person right but the other side of that coin is you're getting stopped every five minutes by yeah. somebody who's just popping over and it's like Ugh. there's so much start and stop to your day i don't know how anybody gets anything done yeah I mean, all and, my water cooler talking interruptions are from my wife and kids. <laughs> <laughs> you should have a real water cooler in your house. <laughs> I know. It's like, only talk to me if I'm at the water cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Dad's at the water cooler. <laughs> we have so many things to tell him. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we've gone on a bit long. I hope this was an interesting episode. I know this is certainly a different episode for for us, maybe. I, I don't know. We're not... We're not I, I don't. I. I have not called ourselves a nostalgic podcast for years now. Um, ever since we started the Super Show, uh, just I just think we're two now. dudes talking. Yeah. It's a talk show, having fun, talking about life, and that's what you got today. Um, so I hope. I hope it was enjoyable, and I'm sure some of you can relate, maybe. Um, but uh, all I'd say is thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all the the messages and the participation with the podcast last year. We're gonna keep it going this year hopefully at least getting one episode out a month um but uh i i'm i still love doing this i love coming on here i love talking to you uh mike and then you know having everybody hear the conversation and hear from you after the fact that it's always awesome you can always send messages or whatever it's fun i love it so (laughs) uh, i wish all of you a happy and prosperous safe and healthy 2024 for you and your loved ones you know, I hope it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. I, I I have to do a quick shout out to to Rob who sent me a really awesome message. He sends us really great messages. I'll I'll one day one of these days I'll let you read them. <laughs> but, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> he always sends really thoughtful, and he sent he sent us uh, some really great ones over the holiday, and um, I'll sh- I'll try and share them on the next next podcast. Heck yeah! I I can't wait. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll we'll be back soon. I, I mean, I was almost Super Bowl time. We gotta talk about that, right? Oh yeah, those <laughs> those are our best episodes for some reason. For some reason, you guys that like know nothing about it. Yeah. <laughs> I like their costumes. <laughs> <laughs> I like the snacks. Um. <laughs> uh, anyway, hope you guys are having an awesome year so far, and we will see you soon. Until next time. Later. See ya. Oh. <laughs> See ya. We said each other's yeah. line. <laughs> That's what we do. Uh. <laughs> I guess that's long enough. This would have been a good show, too. <laughs> <laughs>